come to chop for joy. I 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 come to praise his name. 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 I come to lift him up. Come to lift him up. I come to lift him up. Anybody lift him up? I come to lift him up. I come to lift him up. Anybody wanna lift him up? I come to. Everybody clap those hands. Everybody clap those hands. Come on. Everybody clap those hands. Everybody clap those hands. I come to clap my hand. I come to clap my hand. I come to lift him up. I come to lift him up. I come to give him praise. 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 I come to shout for joy. 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 I came to kneel in prayer. I came to kneel in prayer. I came to kneel in prayer. Somebody give him praise this morning. Just lift your hands and open up your mouth and bless the Lord right where you are. We serve a great God, and we want to continue to honor his greatness this morning. Hallelujah. We thank you, God. God, you are great, and you're greatly to be praised. up to the highest mountain, looked all around, couldn't find nobody. I went down into the deepest valley, looked all around, down there, couldn't find nobody. I went across the deep blue sea, couldn't find one to compare to your grace, your love, your mercy. There's nobody greater, nobody greater than you. See, I searched all over, couldn't find nobody. I looked high and low, still couldn't find nobody. There's nobody greater, there's nobody greater, no, nobody greater than you. Yeah, no one can heal 
like you can. Oh, most holy one, you are the great I am. Awesome in your ways and mighty in your hands. You are here.
for the opportunity to be in the land of the living one more time. Somebody said I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Amen. Will you please turn your Bible with me to the book of Isaiah chapter 40. Verse number 31. Isaiah chapter 40, verse number 31. If you find it, let me encourage you to stand with me in reference to the word of God. Amen. Very familiar scripture. The Bible said, but they that wait upon the Lord, what will happen to them? They shall renew their strength. They shall mount up wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. And they shall walk and not faint. While you are still standing, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our Father and our God, we are grateful for the opportunity to be in the land of the living. In you we have our being. In you we inhale and exhale. Without you, we recognize we can do absolutely nothing. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. Thank you for your presence in the house. Thank you for the prayers of the saints. Thank you for the praise and worship. Thank you for the opportunity to hear the word of God. Holy Spirit, I pray that you will speak through me. Glorify yourself in this house. Use my tongue as a radio writer for your glory. Touch your people in a very special way. By faith, we decree and declare healing in this house. We pray, oh God, that you will minister to us in a very special way. And we thank you for change hearts, change life, change situation, change circumstance. Thank you for signs and wonders in this house. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. I want to talk with you for a few minutes on the subject titled, Get Up, Get Dressed, and Get Going. Get Up. Get dressed and get going. The passage I read to your hearing permit me to give you a background to that passage briefly. Ladies and gentlemen, if you remember, this is the word of prophet Isaiah. And he was speaking to the people of Israel. And really, the truth be told, you and I, we are a type of Israel, according to scripture. 
During this period of time, Israel was in captivity. They were enslaved and they were held captive in Babylon. And obviously, it was a rough time for them. So Israel felt like they have been forgotten. Israel felt like God has failed them and that their God has abandoned them. Instead of singing the gospel, they find themselves singing the blues. Some of us probably can relate to that. In their desperation, they literally push the panic button. Basically, like you know how we say Houston, we got a problem. They start asking tough questions from God. Lord, what's going on here? Where are you? And I'm sure some of us have been asking the same question this year called 2020. Lord, where in the world are you? Don't you care? The Israelites were asking the question, Lord, don't you see our pain? You're supposed to be our God. Why did you let this happen this way? Why did you let things happen this long? Why did you allow things to happen this much? Some of them in the analysis, they're telling God, this is not fair. I shouldn't be hurting like this. I shouldn't be crying like this. I shouldn't be struggling like this. This is supposed to be a year of clear vision. Why am I going through so much? Where are you? And at times in Christian life, it seems like God is absent. Sometimes we feel like God has totally abandoned us. If you remember the testimony of Brother Job in the Bible, Job said, I looked for him in the north. I couldn't find him. I tried to look for him in the south. I could not locate him. I even tried east and west. I could not find God. And many of us here, we are like Israel, and we are like Brother Job. If I were to pass the microphone, some of you would say, me too. And several of you watching on television, live streaming with us, you say, yes, you can say that again. This has been a tough year. So much dramas. It's been one thing after the other. We start the year with the market crashing on us. And then before we realize it, COVID-19 showed up. We were told it's not going to be long. 
And then all of a sudden, people begin to fall and die. Then before we realize it, the economy went south. It's always one thing after the other. Then the government was struggling to figure out what to do. From local government to the federal government, everybody scrambling. What do we do now? And then before you realize it, even the church got shut down. You know we're in trouble when the church is not considered essential. The Bible says God should be first. If there's any essential, it's got to be the house of God. But unfortunately, some believe the grocery is more essential than the house of God. Then before we realize it, the schools got shut down. And now people are scratching their head, what's next? And then while we're still trying to figure out how do we stop all the dying, how do we stop all the sickness, then here come Hurricane Laura. You know what I'm trying to tell you, brothers and sisters? Sometimes life will throw you a curveball. I've been there. Sometimes life will hit you from nowhere. Something will happen that you don't see coming. And the result, many times, people get in panic and people get in fear. And before you realize it, a spirit of anxiety will creep in. The question for all of us this morning and those who are watching us and listening on radio and watching on television, I'm sure you will want to know, how am I going to make it? Some may even ask more direct question, am I going to make it? Let me suggest to you this morning, as your man of God in this region, when you find yourself in a world of trouble, remember the word of God. God said God is our refuge, and God is our what? Our strength. God is a very present help when we are in trouble. So when your world is falling apart, that's not the time to run from God. That's the time to run to God. I wish I could say that long enough. This is not the time to stay away from prayer. This is the time to stay on our knees. This is not the time to stay away from the church house. This is the time to stay close to the church. When you get in tight spots, when the odds are against you, let me also suggest to you, never, never give up. 
The word of God is very clear about this principle. Yes, I know at times our energy seems failing. You find all your energy depleted. At times you feel like you are at the end of the road. I understand that. At times what you're trying to do looks impossible because of the situation. What you and I need to do, brothers and sisters, is to remind ourselves that he is God when times are up and he is God when times are down. I believe I say that again. God is God during good times and God is still God during bad times. Do I have a witness? I can tell you that from personal experience. The more I try to serve him, the more I realize that no matter what is going on in my life, God is still on the throne. And this is why the word of God said, never, never give up. Never, never give in. When, when life is kicking dirt in your face, you have to hang out with God. You have to trust in the Lord. Don't lean to your own understanding. In all of your ways, do what? Acknowledge him. And guess what the Bible promised you and me? He will direct your path. If you believe that, say amen. Amen. Yes, there may be some bad days. Yes, there may be some dark days. But face it with God on your side. It's never, never too late. Draw to God. He said if you draw near him, he will draw near you. Am I still in the book? We don't have to deny the situation. We don't have to deny what is happening during the year. But you never allow the situation to have the last word in your life. I hear the Bible say, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. So please don't be intimidated by what is going on. God is still on the throne. The truth be told, it will cause you to grow. If you really want maturity in your life, if you really want blessings, if you really want to grow in your business, in your ministry, in your life, the truth be told, no pain, no gain. Somebody needs to preach the truth. So please don't be intimidated by now. Better days are coming. How do you know, brother pastor? The Bible says weeping may even endure for the night. Somebody shout joy. Joy is coming in the morning. So if you want to grow, 
If you want to mature, if you want to win in life, just remember that it may come with some pain. The problem with many of us is that we think we can win on, on a street called easy. From time to time, I have to remind my own children. There's no such thing in life. But the good news is that the very things that seems to discourage us is also what God will use to develop us. One One songwriter put it this way. He said, after I've been through all I've been through, I'm stronger now. Do I have a witness in the house? I am wiser now. Amen. Thank God for Jesus. So whenever you find yourself in this kind of year, always refer back to the character of God. Did you hear what I said? Always remember and refer back to the character of God. Like the Israelites, it's okay to ask God questions. But it's not okay to question God. I don't believe you see me. It's okay to ask God questions for understanding. Say, Lord, I just want to know what is going on. But it's not okay to be questioning God. Questioning God will be like you're complaining. You're murmuring, you're whining. That God does not like. And please let me encourage you in the house and those of you under the sound of my voice. Avoid victim's mentality. You are not a victim. You are a victor. This is the victory we have in him. Hallelujah. That if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. So it's your choice to be a victim of the situation or to be a victor of the situation. Even with the pandemics, even with the hurricane, somebody will stay blessed. Are you listening to me? Even in the midst of crisis, somebody will prosper and be in good health. So it's your choice. If the truth be told, the only way you and I can come out of this situation, it will take God and yourself. God is looking for a cooperation. So I encourage you this morning, become a master of your own emotion. Don't flip out because of what's going on. Don't lose your cool. Don't freak out. Amen. Amen. You have to become the captain of your own boat. Do it for yourself. Do it for your children. You ought to be encouraging your children and your children's children. Say, baby, we're going to make it. (laughs) 
I've been in a storm before. I made it. The same God that brought me out before, he's going to bring me out again. Shake your own children. Say, children, these two shall pass. Are you all still here this morning? I'll be honest with you. I never lose in life. I was informed in, in some election, local election, not too long ago, and somebody said, I'm sorry you lose. I said, sir, I never lose. I always win or I learn. This is an opportunity for you and me to learn from what is going on in this year. Amen. Look at somebody and say, don't give up. Tell your neighbor again, never give up. Never give in. Then remind him the topic today. Say, get up, dress up, and get going. Some people are hard of hearing. Tell them again. Say, get up, get dressed, and get going. In the name of Jesus. Do what you are called to do. Be what you are called to be. Go where you are called to go. And don't look back. Amen. You know one thing I learned. From brother Timothy Wright in his song. He said I'm so glad. That trouble don't last always. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. I, I feel like just taking over and running. It's a short brother like this. I don't know. I was just flipping channel that day and I saw him. Man, I said, somebody finally found my song. <laughs> I am so glad that trouble don't last always. Amen. Please let me leave, with, leave you with this thought. When the Israelites begin to question God, when they begin to ask God, where are you? One thing I love about God is that God responded. And I thank God that we serve a God that when you call upon him, he'll answer. His response beginning the book of Isaiah chapter 40 verse 28. When you get a chance, read the whole chapter to have a good feel of the kind of God you serve. In verse 28, God said, don't you know? Have you not known? Have you not heard that the everlasting Father, the creator of the end of the earth, talking about himself, he said he never sleep, he never get tired, he never get, an, get weary, he said his understanding is unsearchable. He's trying to remind the people, don't you don't get a clue? Don't you know the God you serve? 
Have you not heard about God in this house? Have you not heard that the Lord will make a way somehow? Don't you know that he is the creator of heaven and earth? Don't you know that his understanding is unsearchable? So why the fear? Why are you in panic? What's the matter with you? Has he not healed you before? Has he not bailed you out before? Look at his record in your life. He doesn't get weary. He doesn't get tired. So the question needs to be asked before I let you go. How do you and I respond to what's going on this year? We've got to know how to respond to God. Ladies and gentlemen, the Bible says what you need to do is to wait on God. He said, they that wait upon the Lord. That's instruction, you all. We need to wait on God. If you wait on God, you will renew your strength. God will renew your strength. You will mount wings as eagle. You will run and never get weary. You will walk and not faint. What do we need to do for the rest of year 2020? Wait on God. What did I say we need to do? Wait on the Lord. Brother Pastor, how do we wait on God? You wait on God in worship. That's what Job is talking about. He said, though he slay me, yet I'm going to serve him. You wait on God in worshiping God, not complaining, not murmuring. If somebody start a murmuring, leave. Raise your Baptist finger and say, I got to go pee. Save yourself from headache. Wait on God. And the Bible is full of examples of people that wait on God. Look at Sarah. She had to wait for her baby. Am I still in the book? Look at Noah. While he was building the boat, people laughing at him, he had to wait for the flood. The Bible says by faith, Noah built an ark for the saving of his family. While everybody is tripping, he kept waiting on the Lord. Look at Joseph. Yes, he had a dream, all right. But there were dream killers. He had to wait, even in prison, on the Lord. Are you still here? Look at Elijah. God said, go to the, to the brooks and wait on the Lord. Look at the disciples. They have to wait for the Holy Ghost. The Bible is full of what I'm asking you to do. The Bible says, wait on the Lord. 
Stop whining. Wait on the Lord. Stop complaining. Wait on the Lord. I'll be honest with you. I'm at the point now when somebody stops complaining, I leave. I walk out. I am fully persuaded that God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that I can think, all that I can imagine, according to the Holy Ghost that is within us. Look at Hannah. Hannah had to wait for for her son. Am I still in the book? Look at Ruth. Ruth had to wait for her husband. Look at Mary and Martha. They have to wait for the resurrection. The Bible is full of examples after examples of what God is telling you and me to do today. So please take note. While we go through this crisis, yes, our strength may drain. Yes, energy may be sapped. I watched my family during the hurricane when the power was out. Everybody rolling their eyes. As if I'm the one that turned the power off. And my last name is not Clico. My last name is not Laura. Yes, we had a generator. But the truth be told, generator don't cool everything. It was hot. And you know it's hot when an African tell you it's hot. It, it was rough. But I kept singing. I kept smiling. David said, when you're in a hot spot, encourage yourself in the Lord. Amen. Amen. This is not the time to give up. This is not the time to blame anybody. God is still on the throne. Let me leave you with some good news. Somebody shout good news. Open your mouth, shout good news. The good news is that while you're waiting on the Lord, God commit himself to renew your strength. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I believe you missed that. I said, while you're waiting on the Lord, God said, I will renew your strength. Amen. Hallelujah. How does God renew our strength? I'm glad you asked. The passage I read to you tell you three ways, at least, that God will renew your strength in this season. Number one, he said you will mount a wing as eagles. Please permit me to take you to the jungle for a few minutes and tell you about eagles. They train their children to fly. But the little eaglet Many times he's been raised in the comfort of their homes because an eagle will prepare a big nest with cushion on it. So the little eaglet is used to comfort. But one day, 
Mother Eagle would tear up the nets and say, get out of here and stop flying. And because the little eaglet don't know how to fly, he'll be stumbling. He'll be stumbling. He'll be struggling. Sometimes be falling. But don't, don't be surprised. While he's struggling, while he's barely making it. And by the way, somebody here can relate to that. Maybe you right now, you're barely making it. You're barely able to pay your bills. Maybe you are, you are subject to lay off. Some people don't even have food. That's why you see all these food distribution centers. That's why you see all these water distribution centers. The food bank is loading people up with food. There's a reason for that. There are some people who are going through, like that little eaglet, they're struggling to make it. But one thing you should remember, just when it looked like the little eaglet going to fall, Mother Eagle will zoom in and scoop under the little eaglet and carry her on his wings. I don't know who I'm talking about. God said you will mount a wing as eagle. One way he's going to renew your strength when he sees that you cannot make it. He will scoop into your situation. He will scoop you out of your circumstance. Do I have a witness in the house? I wish I can tell you how many times God has bailed me out. He bailed me out of financial crisis. He bailed me out of death. He bailed me out of struggle. Oh, I wish I could testify. Just about the time I thought it's over, God would dive in and pick me up. Is anybody here with a pickup testimony that you can say, but for God? Hallelujah. I was in the hospital, and there's a, a doctor there. He, his name is Hutton. He said, Brother Pastor, see, I got to tell you, there must be a plan for your life. I said, I knew that. He said, less than 1% of society go through when you go through and survive it. Then I told him that I was in the house of God, serving the Lord. And God in his grace and mercy, who can see ahead of time, put a medical doctor right in the church that day. Dr. Weatherspoon was in the house. You see how God will scoop into your situation. Just about when the devil think this is it for you. Just about when the devil think there's no hope, now you're going down. That little eaglet, he's, he's falling fast. I felt like that little eaglet that day. But God will renew your strength. He will, 
He will dive into your situation and dive into your circumstance and pick you up. Somebody shout hallelujah. I don't know about you. We serve a God that is watching. His name is Jehovah Shammah. And he's ready. Don't be afraid to keep marching. He's ready. When you couldn't go anymore, he will dive in. He will step in into your situation. If somebody tell you this is it for you, say the devil is alive. See, I shall live and not die. The Bible says with long life, I will satisfy you and show you my salvation. Another way that God will renew your strength, he said you will run and not get weary. What does that mean? When I talk about you will mentor wing as eagle, and I talk about mother eagle, step into your situation. That's what we call in theology divine intervention. That's why I use my testimony. It was God who intervened. And never miss that. I don't care what you go through on your job. People have come and said, Pastor, you will not believe the way they are treating me on my job. People will tell me you will not believe what kind of financial challenge I'm facing right now. People will tell me you will not believe what I'm facing in my marriage. But there's something called divine intervention. That's what Mother Eagle does to save the little eaglet. The second way God will, will renew your strength is when he allows you to run and not get weary. What does that mean in theology? Sometimes God will not just step in but he will allow you to run through it. He will give you the grace to go through your situation. That's what we mean. That's in theology we call that defined enablement. There's a difference between divine intervention and divine enablement. It is when you're going through something and God enable you to go through it. Hallelujah. How does he does it? He will give you a second wing. Hallelujah. Have you ever heard the choir sing two wings to bear me? God knows how far you can go. And he will, people will ask me all the time, they say, man, you must be a very strong man. How do you stay on TV? How do you stay on radio? How do you pastor? How do you lawyer? How are you a professor? How are you an administrator? How do you do all this? I say, no, I don't do nothing. God will enable you. He will give you double for your trouble. He will give you the strength. Oh, I wish I could testify. 
Sometimes you do things you don't even know how you did it. Sometimes you make it through the year, you don't even know how you made it. You knew your credit is jacked up. You knew your money is funny. But God's grace, grace to endure, grace to survive, grace to run through. Now you see why the psalmist says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Let me close this up by saying there's a third way that he will renew your strength. He said you will walk in no faith. I don't know about you. I'm sure you want to ask the question, how do you go f- from running to walking? I wish I can testify. Sometimes you just get tired. Sometimes you just get exhausted. I'm not complaining, but the truth be told. You just run out of energy. In your head, you want to go further. But your body says, no, we can't take it anymore. But God will enable you to continue. How does he do that? He will send help. Sometimes we send people. One of the things that, that happens to me when I got sick is to see how many members rose up. Somebody will say, Pastor, oh, you need somebody to teach? On Wednesday, I got it. You need somebody to preach on Sunday? I am amazed how many of my sons in the ministry from Texas to various parts of Louisiana, they say, Daddy, we got this. All you need to do is give us a call. You don't even have to pay me anything. Ministers in the house, deacons, volunteers, they say, Pastor, you just stay home. Get better. God will send people along your way. Musicians and singers. Look, Pastor, we got this. Why you are tired? Why you you can't push no more? God will send help. I don't know who I'm preaching to today. What you need to do today is just wait on the Lord. If you don't hear anything I have to say, I say wait on the Lord. Brother Pastor, how do I wait on the Lord? I say, wait on the Lord in prayer. Wait on the Lord in your worship. Wait on the Lord in your giving. Wait on the Lord loving your family. Doing the right thing. Don't be a part of a mess. I don't know about you. I have a a cell phone. And I'm sure most of you do. But the truth be told about cell phone. Is every now and then that cell phone will run down. Do I have a witness in the house? I say that cell phone will run down. The battery will run out of juice. 
The question is, how are you going to make it? There's something called a charger. Hallelujah. The same thing in the spirit. When your battery is running out, find the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will charge you up again. Oh, I wish I got me a witness. But you have to wait on the law. You got you to gotta put that cell phone on that charger. You can't just say, I'm just going to keep on making a call. Because after a while, the phone will be completely dead. But when you put your phone on that charger, and, and you wait, and let God charge you up, After you've been through, you will come forward like pure gold. After you've been through, God will renew your strength. You will come out stronger than you ever been before. You will go up further than you ever went before. I don't know about you, the best is yet to come. In my life, the best is yet to come. In my family, the best is yet to come. For Zion Hill, the best is yet to come. Eyes have not seen it. Ears have not heard it. It's not been conceived in the hearts of man. What God is able to do in your life. Now I leave you with the word of Lord. Now unto him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, Above all you can ask, all you can think, according to the power that worketh in you. I don't know what you see on TV, but I know him. I know it will be well with you. Trouble don't last always. These two shall pass. We will overcome COVID-19. We will overcome Hurricane Laura. If there's any more Hurricane, we will overcome that too. God is our refuge. God is our strength. He's a very present help in time of trouble. Come on, give the Lord God a clap of Come on, help me praise him right now. Praise him, praise him, praise him. Give him the praise. Give him the praise. He is worthy of all of our praise. Before I turn loose, our worship team, please permit me to do two things. Number one, if you're here and you don't know the Lord Jesus as your Savior, how are you going to wait on God you don't know? How are you going to renew your strength when you have no charger for your phone? I want to encourage you to make a decision this morning to accept Jesus as your Lord and as your Savior. Even those of you who are live streaming with us, you say, how can I do that? There's a number under the screen. You can call that number. There are ministers of the gospel waiting to, to rejoice with you, to pray with you. The best decision any man, any woman can ever make is to accept Jesus as your Lord and as your Savior. The second thing I want to tell you 
is that in times like these, government is running out of money. Municipalities is running out of money. But the truth be told, churches are struggling. I'm one of those pastors that will tell you the truth. If the church of the living God needs help, this is the time. Never come in the presence of God without giving. And the way to prosper financially is to give. There's no better place to give to than a good soil that is making a difference in our community. Today, before you leave the ushers, have plates and basket at the back of the church. Please allow the Holy Spirit to charge you. Let the charger allow you to give for the work of the ministry. Amen. And when I say give, give so that God can prosper you. One thing I've been telling this whole community for the past 24 years, God don't mind you having things. There's nothing wrong to be rich. There's nothing wrong to be blessed. God does not mind for you having things. He only mind for things having you. You say, Brother Pastor, how do you know all this stuff? I'm just interpreting the Bible. He said in Matthew 6, 33, seek first the kingdom of God. Seek his righteousness. Then it didn't stop. They said all this other stuff will be added unto you. He don't mind you having stuff. He is not intimidated by that. The earth is the Lord, the fullness thereof. He wants you to prosper. But he doesn't want things to have you. So I encourage you to give before you leave. Those of you who are live streaming with us, you can do the same thing. Go to our website. It's very easy to give. It's just a click of the button. Zionhill.com and you will see a, an opportunity for online giving. I thank all of you for giving this morning. I pray that the Lord will renew your strength. I pray that the Lord will continue to watch over you in Jesus' name. Will you please help me welcome our worship team one more time? Amen. Pouring to the past
Blessed day and a blessed week, and remember that God is able in Jesus' name.